Hi, this is Gracie with Beautiful Life Self-Care. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I hope you learned something new. If you want to connect more, then visit me at selfcarewithgracie.com. There you can sign up for my weekly newsletter where on Wednesday afternoons, I'll send you more self-care practices, more inspiration, and more opportunity to connect to a community of people who really care about really good self-care. Also write me if you have any other questions or if you have ideas for future shows. My email address is selfcarewithgracie at gmail.com. Thanks a lot. And remember, keep putting yourself first and everything else will fall into place. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. This is Gracie with Self-Care with Gracie. And it's, um, it's a real pleasure to be here today. Um, and I have, a, I have a really exciting guest who I'm going to introduce in just a moment. I'll keep you in suspense for uh, a minute here as I announce that I am closing up registration for my retreat to India, which is going to be at the end of February. It's uh, through the beginning of March, so it's two weeks, and we're going to an Ayurvedic clinic in northern Kerala. I'm um, not lying when I say we're on a tiger preserve where you will see wild elephants um, every time you leave the center. It's, it's a really magical, jungly place where um, you'll be extraordinarily well taken care of. We work with a doctor, so you'll see a doctor every day. You'll get a treatment every day, which involves like a wonderful massage um, and other things that, um, that will bring you back into balance in your health and um, also that emotional health and that spiritual health. So if you are feeling like burned out, you have any kind of health problem that you just are not finding relief with with Western medicine that you want to try another technique or you're really looking to explore more of the spiritual side of life and you're not quite sure how to step into that and India has always called you, this could be a retreat. So just um, write me at uh, Gracie at selfcarewithgracie.com and, um, and I'll, I'll get you in there, but I'm probably, I'm going to have to finish up at the retreat center in the next week. So write me soon. And now I want to introduce um, a special guest. We have um, Jay Villar with us. So hi, Jay. Hi, Gracie. And I want to go to India. Come to India. <laughs> That's amazing. It's really special. I went last year. It was, I didn't want to leave. <laughs> well, who would? Who would? Yeah. Well, so Jay is um, – He. I met Jay at um, a Burning Man event. It was Catharsis down on the mall, and he came to a circle that I, I was leading around how to turn anxiety into joy. And right away, he was, like, I think the first person who shared in the circle, and he was so open and honest. And um, and then he said that he had just started – or he was he had made this great transition from being an ad exec to um, a nutritional therapist. And we decided that we had to meet after that. So we had a, a beautiful breakfast in D.C. where we just, like, shared so much. And I said, you have to be on the podcast. So um, Jay agreed. And we are here today to talk about um, how to be healthy in a way that, like, fits in with our lifestyle. And it's not like a burden, but it's something that can be more of a joy. So I'm going to give a little bio on Jay here. He is the founder and nutritional therapist practitioner of Nourish LLC, a nutrition therapist company. And his mission is to educate the world on how to heal and optimize the body with food and lifestyle. He studied nutrition with the Nutritional Therapy Association, where he was certified as a nutritional therapist practitioner. I want to I know more about what that is, because it just sounds like everything that I need. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. 
He spends his time teaching people how to use food to heal their body and speaks to businesses on how to optimize focus and productivity using nutritional science. And um, he is a contributor to a number of um, health blogs, and he also is a podcaster. He has a really great podcast called Listen to Your Mother, which I, I just laugh because we all just need to do more of that probably. And it's the, the first podcast that brings healing and nutritional advice. I love this so much from our first food source, our mothers, to teach people how to live a nourishing lifestyle. So thanks for being here with us today. Well, thanks for having me. I am um, very excited. And, and after that, that breakfast, I was like telling a number of friends, I was like, oh, my God, I have a new friend. Like, I feel like I'm a, a kindred spirit of hers. Like, this is so exciting. So I was like thrilled that we like made that connection. And here we are chatting on your podcast. So fantastic. I like it when life works that way. Exactly. So I wanted to ask you to start, because I, I think you've made a really interesting transition in your life where you were working in the, the ad world and really, um, you know, benefiting from a certain way of life. Then you decided to make a switch, which um, for a lot of people might be like feeling like a really opposite thing to do. And I, when we talked at our breakfast, I felt like it like wove together really well. Um, but can you tell, talk a little bit more about that journey of like what it was to make that transition and what it was about helping people with their nutrition that felt like the thing that, that led you to the other, other side? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I just say that you know, I did everything right in life. I was the, I'm the youngest in my family, and I was also the first Valar to graduate college. My father um, barely even went to high school and a big thing that he had for his children was investing in um, education. And um, finishing school was, like, very important. So I was, like, on that path, you know, getting good grades. I've always been a hard worker. So, um, you know, I was kind of living the quintessential, like, what happens after your education. So I was hired to, you know, work for a couple of companies. Again, I've always been a hard worker. So... I was either promoted or recruited for my next um, job and my next opportunity. And, and here I was, I found myself as a young vice president for one of the top advertising agencies um, in D.C. And, you know, on paper and on my resume, I, I seem um, very impressive. Uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, what my life looked like was, you know, I was going to meetings, I was answering emails, and putting out, you know, fires, you know, and that afforded me the opportunity to, you know, have um, a lifestyle where, you know, I was traveling, um, you know, I was, you know, happy uh, for the most part. But when I started to kind of look at my own life and ask myself the questions like, is this what it's supposed to be like? Um, am I really passionate about kind of what it is that, like, I'm doing? Like, the answer was no. I mean, I was good at what I was doing, but um, will I say, like, this is what I wanted to do my sort of entire life? It really wasn't. Um, so there was all of these sort of arrows that were kind of pointing in, in one direction and not necessarily knowing what that direction was. I was kind of just allowing myself to be kind of open to discovery, not making any, like, major decisions, just opening, opening myself up to these bigger questions in life. And um, so one of the other sort of paths that was sort of occurring at the same time is 
Um, I was dating someone, and he had a better body than I did. And out of vanity, I wanted to kind of beat him to this beach trip that we were planning. Um, and at the same time, I was also um, always passionate about health and nutrition and taking care of, of myself and my body. But I was always paying attention more to what I like to call now like the Barbie diet, where you pretty much kind of starve yourself so you like good two weeks before you get um, to whatever beach that you're going to, and then um, all of a sudden you sort of indulge and everything kind of like just goes back to where it was the way that it was going to anyway. Um, and it was never this sort of sustainability that I had uh, when it came to health and nutrition until um, I started to pay attention more to the counterculture and actual science when it came to health, nutrition, what food does for the body, and where you know, we get our, our nourishment. And when I started to implement you know, these new ways of, of, of eating and paying attention to like my body and what, what works for me, um, not only did I lose the weight, not only did my energy increase, not only did my focus um, get, get deeper, but the life also came on as well. And, you know, the, 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 the way that I thought being healthy was, you know, before I sort of like discovered this new paradigm shift around it, um, I thought I was doing great. You know, I thought I knew a lot of things. But then when I really started to dig into, um, you know, how information is being disseminated to what health looks like, to, you know, how we're marketed to with different health products, you know, how these health magazines are really just scratching like a barely surface about what can actually people do further for themselves. And then, you know, looking at the compounding interest of what poor diet and health um, does to um, our society when it comes to like healthcare, you know, I discovered that there is a massive need for what I like to call like the good guys out there to disseminate this information. So um, one of the other roads that came up was my agency was um, going to be merging and my department was going to be dissolved. So they said, well, either you can have you run another division or we can take the, or you can take a severance package um, and, you know, we can shake hands from there. And, you know, so with all of this, you know, new questioning opening up with me paying attention to um, my own body, how I not only healed myself and how I can, you know, heal others and um, going back to school and learning more, I decided, well, like, I've always been entrepreneurial. I've, I've, I have, like, the marketing and business development background, and, like, I see a truly um, need to, like, help people. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to, like, kind of just jump forward, and after I finish my, my studies, I I discovered and started my nutritional therapy company and um, started to talk to people and one by one I started picking up like some clients and then they started getting a massive great result. So they started referring to me to like their friends and then that kind of built my client base and, and then it's kind of just been growing and expanding from there. Mm. Wow, that's a lot it's, it's, in my in your in your question. So <laughs> yeah, well, I I just I love knowing people's stories, especially when people do things that feel risky. 
because mm-hmm. I, um, I, I think so many of us get, we want to be of service and we want to help others and we like, we're not totally satisfied with their careers. So it's just like, how do you move from like that point to the point where you're actually feeling like you're doing the thing that you want to do? So whenever I meet someone like that, like you, I get really like, okay, well, what is this? Can we track this in some way? And yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I, I, I think what that kind of like stems from is that I think inherently, you know, we all have, the desire to be of service and to um, help our fellow human beings, and, and regardless of whatever it is that we're, we're doing. And I think where people get sort of trapped in the whole thought is like, well, how is this going to make money? And I like to turn that on its head to say, instead of thinking about how to make money, like, how do I help someone? You know, and then that is what sort of turns into the, the format or the structure or the model or whatever business that you're going to be creating so that you can help somebody. Like whenever I'm stuck and, you know, I'm like lacking on sales so I can pay, you know, my overhead and things like that, the question that I ground myself into is like not, you know, how can I sell something? It's like who do I need to help? And then I, then I, and then the right action uh, spurs from there. That's so great. I, I got some advice early on that like, like the amount of money I was receiving from my work would correspond to the amount of value that I was putting out into the marketplace. Exactly. Exactly. So if I was ever worried about money to not focus on the money, but instead to think about what do people need and how to put that out there for people, be it through free content most of the time. And, um, and I, and I think that was like a huge switch for me where I was like, Oh, this isn't about money. It's about making sure that I'm making everything I put out there, what I think is the highest value. And, uh, and then it, it, you know, the money does really come from that, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you uh, speak a little bit more about uh, your growing up and your relationship with your mother? Because I, I feel like that factors into your story in some really interesting ways. Oh, sure, sure. So my mom, um, like, she also has a, a health and nutrition background. And, you know, she studied um, nursing and got her master's in nursing, and then um, got her nutritional, I'm sorry, her um, nurse practitioner's um, license, and has always been in, like, the medical world. And also her sort of gravitas to this field wasn't, you know, like, how do I, you know, work with Western medicine? It's like, how do I understand Western medicine so that when I recommend more of the holistic and natural ways of healing, um, I'm based in science and I'm based in the ways in which our bodies naturally work. And, you know, I, I barely listened to my mother in the area of, like, health and nutrition, you know, growing up. And um, she would always be recommending the, you know, essential oils, um, you know, instead of, you know, taking this medication, um, all you need to do is, you know, eat this food. And I'm like, listen, lady, you know, like, this is all just way too sort of hippy-dippy for me, and, like, I'm going to follow, you know, whatever the doctors and the mainstream says, like, I, I just wanted the pill or I just wanted, you know, that simple solution. Um, and she was very patient, not only with uh, myself and, and the rest of the family, but she was always kind of living, you know, this, this example. And then when I started sort of studying on my own account about, wow, what the body does need to do to heal, 
How do you support it with the, the right information, i.e., the appropriate nutrients that your body is looking for? How you know, different um, drugs and medications will suppress other areas, but if you actually you know, look at more natural healing methods, like the body's, of course, of a holistic way of, of, of healing. And she's been you know, talking about this forever. And then when, like, when, when my lights, I think, sort of came on, I was like, oh, my God, like, my mom has been saying this for decades. And, like, here I am kind of relearning it for the first time. And, you know, she's, she's sort of always been there. So, you know, I had, like, my revelation about what health and healing and nutrition looks like. And we started having these conversations, you know, she would just kind of, like, just turn to me with her head going, like, yeah, I've been saying this, you know your entire life, and here you are now finally coming to me. So which is why like, I, um, I, I started the, the, the podcast, Listen to Your Mother, and the way that I did it you know, was for us to you know, start the conversations once again about what, what healing looks like on, on both paradigms, whether it be through, through Western and or sort of traditional methods, and to educate folks um, the way that I felt needed to be educated um, for them to understand, okay, here are not telling you what to do, but you know, here's the alternatives so that you can start making more of informed decisions instead of being sort of like blinded to just one methodology of, of healing. It, I, it seems like you made a whole podcast around the concept of I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just feel like for all the mothers out there must be so satisfying, you know? <laughs> Well, it's, it's just so funny, like, so it's, like, evolved, right? Like, it's evolved to, like, now my mom, like, she, like she's, she, she's retired and she, she continues to, you know, work with, with clients um, a, a, along with myself or, or for, like, more serious cases. But, you know, she was, so she's actually currently in Bhutan right now, um, and she was in Thailand. Um, she's almost seven years old, like, taking, like, Muay Thai classes, right? And, like, yeah, she's, she's, like, literally um, the epitome of, like, what healthy living in the, the senior AIDS looks like. So it's evolved now where I can invite more uh, mothers who are, you know, health and wellness experts to interview them about, you know, their perspective and their sharing, their knowledge. And the last question that I always end with is like, okay, if you can you know, give a, um, a piece of advice, you know, for their children to, if they're listening to the show, and it's like, it's always, it's always like this deep breath of like, Oh my God! If I can just have them do this one thing in their life, it'll be amazing. So <laughs> it's really funny. Oh, okay. So my big question right now is: we know your background, and we know your passion, and we know a little bit more about your mother, who sounds amazing. <laughs> She's kind of great, yeah. So, Jay, how 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 are we healthy? How can we become healthier? What does that mean? Okay, so. Um, Big question, and so our diets and the food that we put into our bodies on a regular basis is what our our, our cells, our um, our bodies need for the information uh, gathers the information that it needs to do to live the life that that we want to live. And I always say there's like good information and there's like bad information. So um, every symptom that we have in our lives can be um, linked to a um, nutrient deficiency in our diet. And that's sort of like a big statement that actually was 
created by um, Pulitzer, who you know created the Pulitzer uh, Prize. And folks paying attention to what is healthy for them um, and linking it to what's missing in their diet starts to at least have them ask the questions, what's missing and what's harming. So for example, um, when folks come to me and they say, well, I just cannot lose you know, these last you know, 10 pounds on my body or I am always you know, tired at, at, at 3 a.m., Right? So I don't start adding, you know, here's the supplement or here's like the, the vegetable that you need to do. The first question that I ask them is like, what's, where's the harm that you're putting that you need to pay attention to in order for you to um, start addressing that? And then once you remove the harm, then you can start adding in the right stuff. So some of the harms that I've discovered with, with my clients are top, top three would be um, digestion. So digestion is a huge problem with a lot of people and why digestion um, starts to link a lot of the things that are uh, deficient with a lot of people is because if we're not digesting the food that we're currently having, we have like the best salad, but if we're eating it like on the run, in the car, before meetings, or you know, just trying to you know, scarf something down, um, we're, we're in a stressed out state and the way that our body works in order to digest food is in a parasympathetic state. Um, so paying attention to how your body is first digesting the food that you're putting into it um, will start then kind of opening the doors about what needs to happen next. A big thing that I also look at with my, with my clients um, and folks that I work with is their sugar handling. So when we have um, when we have too much sugar in our, in our bodies, um, that's pulling a lot of the essential nutrients that our body's looking for in order for it to do what it needs to do. And um, this is where you know, the, the science of our evolution sort of like comes in, where if we're, let's say, at a meeting and we're you know, dipping down that sort of 3 a.m. And, and all you see are, are cookies on the table, your, your body's saying, I see energy, like just have the cookie. And um, because we're not balanced within our, within our, our nutrients that we need and, and our hormones, um, there are folks out there, you know, like myself included, where you, know, you can have like the best tray of desserts on the table. And if I'm good, right, if I, if I know that my body's like nourished the way it needs to do, like that conversation doesn't even turn on in my head. So, you know, it's getting folks to, to that level where it's not about willpower. It's not about, um, you know, am I taking these supplements? It's about, you know, what's, how do you manage your physiology in your diet so that the conversation doesn't even turn on for you anymore? So that's, and, and, and how you know that it's working is that that conversation doesn't even turn on, right? So if you know that I'm good, I don't need to, like, you know, eat that, then there's, you sort of open the door to say, and sort of paying attention to, my body has what it needs to do, and then when it doesn't have the energy to do what it needs to do, start paying attention to not like what's my first response, but thinking about like what do I need to pay attention to to you know nourish the way that I, I know that my body needs to be nourished. And there's a whole I mean there's a whole training that goes into it that's very 
in depth, but that's kind of how I would sort of frame the answer. Um, does, does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. And the question okay. that popped into my head when you said, when you were asking first what you're doing to harm yourself, I'm curious, do your clients like know right away, like, oh yeah, that's the thing I'm doing, or is it something that they really have to think about? Like, is it a conscious thing that they're doing, or is it more of an unconscious thing? So, um, so I'm, I'm very, whenever I work with my clients, I'm very based in um, science, human, human physiology, and, um, and the symptoms tied to a, um, tied to a certain behavior or, or unconscious behavior that they could be um, doing. So, for example, um, I would work with somebody and they have to fill out like this um, online nutritional assessment that helps me determine what's happening for them and, and their body. So um, I'll say uh, if they are, aren't re remembering their, their dreams, you know, that is a, a way to look at are they actually producing enough serotonin um, in, their, in, their, in, their, in their brains. And a lack of serotonin could be a B6 deficiency. And a lack of B6 deficiency, um, it could mean that they're not getting enough, um, like, vegetables, you know, in, in their diet, for example. And then the reason why they're not getting vegetables in their diet is because they, um, they're, they're having, you know, too much, you know, bread and, and, and pasta, like, throughout the day. And the reason why they're having bread and pasta throughout the day is because they don't have enough time to eat. So, like, so I sort of, like, breaking down kind of, like, where, where I need to sort of start with them in order for them to kind of get kind of get where, wherever it is in their life to, you know, help them heal their bodies with food. Yeah, it sounds very personalized and that you don't have like one formula that you use for everybody, but you're really meeting each person where they're at. Correct. And like, and that's, I mean, I can see, you're right. I mean, and, that, and that's sort of like what my, like, unique selling proposition is. It's like, I'm not giving you like this book and say, follow this diet. I'm looking at your body in a way to understand why and why things are happening the way that it's happening. And then part of the discovery process is then kind of looking at these things. So I, I prioritize what um, somebody's needs are. So somebody's needs are could be looking at their digestion or somebody's needs are could be looking at they're not getting enough essential fatty acids in their diet or somebody's needs could be that, you know, they're just always stressed out and, 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 and their food that they're eating, even though it's the best diet, um, it's not being assimilated correctly. So even with those folks, like, I would have to, like, refer them to other um, holistic health providers that handle sort of that area in their life before they can come back to see me, you know, things like that. Mm hmm That's great. Yeah, and and I, I, for myself, it's like sometimes I just really want that formula. I'm just like, tell me these, like, three things to do to be healthy, and which we all kind of know, which is the thing, but it's like I think mm -hmm. the simplification of it sometimes can get in the way of the story. 
and that's what like I like that you do that intake process and it's really big for me like when I bring a client into my program we usually talk on the phone for like 45 minutes before they even consider coming into a program and it's because I really want to understand their story and you know and so I find that when somebody like in a healing role asks me about myself I'm just the things that I say about myself like surprise me so much mm-hmm. <laughs> they come out of my mouth of like Oh, and I like a lot of times someone will be like, I'm not sure this is making sense, but it, like the stories just make sense to me. I'm like, oh, you're really, you know, you like had this big upset in your career last year and you got off and your, your nutrition at that point, it was hard to get meals happening and we have to deal with the grief of what happened and we have to deal about setting up new routines. And it's like right. until I take the time to really listen and find out what the story is, then I can't really diagnose or prescribe anything um i, I think yeah. there are a few there are rules of course that i think we all need the general rules to help us with like i, I like course, the one like if, if you're hungry eat if you're full stop eating like that's a really great one <laughs> <laughs> true you know and like and and, and and the difference with with like the work that i do and, and then i try to like educate my clients is like look like i'm a nutritional therapist right so what i do is i try to help heal your body with food i'm not uh, you know, a I'm I'm not a health coach as great as health coaches are, where they're like, you know, here's you know, like this the 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 three simple rules that you need to live your life. I'm like, look, like if you're not drinking this amount of water that I'm prescribing you, then like you're not going to get the life that you know you sort of like want want to live with, with 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 your like health goals. So, and then it becomes more like habit change, right? So it says, I just need you to do these three things before you come see me again. And like I, I, I'm more of an adder, not a subtractor, right? So I says, okay, as long as you're kind of getting these things and you're sort of practicing, you know, this new way of, of, of healing your body and paying attention to you, then like do it, right? So for example, you know, some clients that are concerned about high blood pressure, right? And, you know, for them, um, I prescribe celery, as a way to lower their, their blood. And it's been scientifically documented. John Hopkins has, has a whole study about it. But they have to literally eat sometimes up to five celery stalks a day. And I'm like, okay, well, you have a choice. Like, this is what your medication looks like. You know, it's in, it's in the form of food. That's what you're here for. And this is, you know, what these, quote, unquote, sort of pill form looks like where you're putting these right nutrients back into your body. So it's like that, it's, 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 it's sort of the therapeutic dose of food that they that that my clients specifically need for them in what's going on in their life. It's not just like an added-on thing for general health and wellness, which I can talk about as well. But you know, this is this is for them um, using food as a healing mythology for whatever it is that they're that whatever it is that's going on for them and in, in, in their bodies and that they're worried about. Wow. I, I, I hope everyone who's listening out there is um, is tuning in to, like, if there's, you know, something that requires a lot of medication, that sometimes we do have to take it, but that, like, to do the research or to contact Jay to, like, find the supplemental therapies through food to heal ourselves. Because I, I know I used to live in Peru, and, and the way that they look at food there, too, it's like this is, they all, like, have their herbs in the backyard that when your stomach is upset, they'll go pick some oregano and make you some tea from it. Or, you know, you, you don't eat this food when you're having a cold or it's like you, they really understand it. And I think it's something in our culture where we just get really separated from the idea that like food, it like can do anything for us in terms of our, right. our health. Yeah. 
And it's so crazy because, like, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, it's, like, for me, it's, like, it's the easiest link to sort of make, right? And it's, like, okay, I need food to live my life, and what food do I need to do for um, to increase the, the chances of me working on the goals that I want, and what do I need to either include in my system sort of, like, get there? And, you know, for, for a lot of people, it becomes, you know, like, I'm hungry, I need to eat, you know, what, what tastes good, by the way, why do I feel so awful? You know, and then it's like, yeah. oh, let's, let's go back to you know, the beginning of that, of, that, of that sentence. Like, well, you need to eat, so, you know, how do you now think about food not as a, as a way to simply just not feel hungry, um, but now how do you shift the perspective around food as far as like, well, what are, like what is this food like giving to me? Is it just is is it simply just giving me um, taste? Is it giving me energy? Is it giving me um, like proper like nutrients? Is it giving me you know clearer thoughts? So um, a lot of edu- a lot of the work that I do with my clients is simply just educating them around a new philosophy around food where. You know, I highly discourage folks to think about food simply via calories. I, I encourage folks to think about food as far as instead of counting calories, count nutrients. You know, count like how many minerals and vitamins can I think about that this that this plate has for me. So, okay, the holidays are upon us right now. They're yeah, here. I- they are, here. they are here. I'm already feeling at full effect. I went to a party <laughs> last night, and there was a table full of cookies. And I just was looking at it, and like, how do we do this? You know, like, I don't, I don't want to be the person not trying the cookies. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to feel like that kind of cut off from the life of like what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. And and yet, I really know that what I need to get through this system is my, this season is my health. And, um, and so what do you advise and like, what do you personally do to stay um, in integrity with your own health during this time of year? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, holidays are here. There's always going to be a, an occasion where something that may not support your health goal is going to be, be around. And it becomes a matter of like, perspective and priorities, right? Like if you want to celebrate the holidays and that's important to you and um, worrying about your energy level and, um, and, 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 and weight gain, all that stuff is not important to you, then like have a cookie, have as many cookies as you, as you possibly want and celebrate it, you know, with, with, with friends and the occasion and everything that kind of goes into the joy of, you know, baking cookies with, you know, your, your, your loved ones, if, if that is what's bringing you happiness and that's what's bringing you joy in your life and that's what you want to experience, then, like, go for it. That's why we, have, that's why we live in a world of, of abundance and choice and, and options right there. But if you look at your priorities and you're saying, well, you know, I'm really worried about me having, uh, being diagnosed with type 2 diabetes and I'm already pre-diabetic already, and I know that, you know, sugar is a, is a big concern and, 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 and issue for me, then it's looking at, okay, like, how do I shift my perspective around food and holidays so that I can still 
get the joy that I'm looking for in that experience. Right? So if I decided to go out and celebrate the holidays and you know, all these you know, great, great cookies are, are around, then the first thing I need to make sure is that you know, my body is stabilized on the, on the hormonal level so that I'm not craving them when I, when I walk in the door. So that's step, step number one. And then it's getting creative with life. I mean, like, it, what, are the, what are the other ways that you can experience the joy of baking cookies, you know, with your, with your kids in, in, in a new way? You know, like what's, what else can you create with them that, you know, supports your health goal of not being diagnosed with, like, type 2 diabetes? What else, like, what else is there that in life that also creates joy? You know, so it's, it's digging deeper into those, Know, bigger questions, um, so you can still get the experience that you're looking for when you're um, just looking to eat some cookies over the holidays. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. Um, well, I, I always people ask me this a lot, like because I am like a quote self care expert, um, and I still feel like you know I'll like quote again mess up around things where I go in being like I'm not gonna have any cookies tonight have a few cookies and I I think I've gotten better about not beating myself up over it I'm like Mm -hmm. yeah that was it and this is what I do to self-correct and um so I'm curious how do you handle the the role of being a nutritional therapist where people hold you in a probably higher standard of like taking care of yourself and do you ever mess up um and what does that mean to you and how how do you self-correct in those moments if if you do yeah, so um, so let's see. Um, first off, let me sort of address um, one thing that I want to give per- I want to give permission to folks to look at themselves, um, and that's uh, sugar. So sugar is a highly, highly, highly addictive substance, and when we start putting the blame on our willpower. Um, then that is a very demeaning and like dangerous road to go down because you'll never win that game. You'll never win that game. Um, the first thing that you need to look at in this sort of area of, of, of sugar addiction and why you're sort of beating yourself up is literally looking at like, okay, how do I give myself permission to then look at why I need all of this you know, excess sugar and things that are around me and kind of break free from that unconscious choice that is being made for me on a regular basis. And that, for me alone, that first step took me, gosh, like four to six months to kind of get there. Um, and, you know, I had setbacks and I had things, but I really paid attention to what my body needed and what my body needed to, like, go through. So for those that of you out there that are thinking it's my fault, I can't, you know, put the sugar or I, I can't put the, the, like, cookie down. It really isn't your fault. Like, you just need to look at that way that your body is actually craving these, this sugar um, in, a, in, in, a, in a hormonal way, um, in the way that our bodies were, like, evolved to, you know, crave food. It, it, it has little to do with, um, with simply your, quote-unquote, sort of, I can't put this down versus your body literally saying, like, I need you to pick this, this, this cookie and I'm going to bug you until you, like, you do. And then you, and then you blame yourself simply because you have some sort of consciousness, like, around it. There's, there's, there's a lot of 
science that sort of goes into that whole addiction. On my end, if you will, um, you know, I, I enjoy the sort of social aspect of, of just being out. And my cousin got married uh, a couple of months, like last month, and I had, you know, my normal sort of doses of, of, of wine when, when it came to sort of that enjoyment. And, you know, I, it's not that I didn't have, like, a great time drinking and enjoying it, you know, and things like that, but it also, like, knocked me out of my game for, like, four days. And, you know, I didn't have the level of, of clarity that I was looking for. I didn't have, um, you know, that a drive that I typically have whenever I want to like bring it with my business and everything that like I'm I'm working on, and that was a consequence that I that I that I paid and I, I and I and I chose to pay it, um, and I looked at that decision right like did anyone force me to have wine No, did I choose to have wine on myself Yes, um, did I think that there was going to be a consequence to um, to overindulge the way that I was overindulging Yes, did I do it anyway Yes. So, you know, so I look at kind of what's important to me in my life, and that's how I encourage my, my clients to sort of look at, like, what's important to you in life? It's not going to be – the food is never the thing. The, the food is the thing that leads you to the thing, right? So the food for me, when I, when I think about it, is how can I use food in a way to optimize my, my brain, my energy level, so that, I can do what's important to me, which is be with clients, which is to speak, which is to create these these programs, which which is to write, you know, to continue to be like a thought leader like in this industry. That's the thing that's important to me. The food is is merely the vehicle that that gets me there. If I start putting, you know, crappy gas in my vehicle, then I'm gonna like start breaking down on the road. It's such a good metaphor, and I I really I love the way you spelled that out because I I. I think that's what I care about too. When I when I first started doing this, um, I remember like green smoothies were like a big thing, and people were like, "What should I have in my green smoothie?" And it was like this whole thing about smoothies. And after all, I was like, "I just don't really care about the smoothies. I don't know." I was like, "I, I feel like have a smoothie." I, I think they work really well for some people, and some people it kind of makes them like hard to digest the the greens. Uh, put put something else in. But what I got uh, was like I was like. I, I I really quickly in my work realized that like what I care about is people finding their purpose in what they do mm-hmm. and and like mm-hmm. when we do find I find for myself when I really step into my purpose like my sugar cravings really go away and I don't I don't the same with you I don't really want to drink the extra wine because I want to show up in the next I have so much going on and it it the the stepping forward into like what my heart really wants to do is the thing that helps my habits the most and when mm-hmm. I'm afraid of that which I still get afraid all the time of like stepping into purpose and what that really means because it, it's sort of this never ending expansion where there's always an edge that feels scary no matter what. But mm-hmm. I find that's when I get really stuck in like the, the sugar and the what should I be eating and the kind of obsessive thinking around that. So I, I think that the distinction that you make that like the food is just the fuel to make sure that we are out there in the world being the bright shining lights that we can be rather than like us needing to have the perfect diet so we can like win a prize? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I get that. You know, I'm like that's, and that's part of the noise that's sort of out there, right? I mean, like the, the whole thing, which is why I started, you know, down this path was, and be one of like the good guys was to, you know, not create the next program that says 
six weeks for like six pack abs before summer. I mean, that is just like harmful for for for, for a lot of people. But unfortunately, like that's what sells. You know, that's what people you know want. They want that quick fix. They want the like six things to do to you know drop twenty pounds. And you know, when when you when you start packaging like it that way, it becomes very marketable. And you know, I understand marketing. I understand advertising. I know how people buy things. And that's and but unfortunately, like that's also going to just perpetuate, you know, what's been the problem all along. And and I, I have not figured out what the model is at all in order for this to be um, expandable beyond just me and my knowledge and what I'm doing. But at least you know I can hopefully influence you know those those that are around me with you know my podcast and my upcoming book and the way that I speak and all these different associations that I that I that I talk to until I figure out like you know how to you know change not just the the food, but you know, how do I change like the paradigm of the philosophy behind how people think about food? I I think you're doing exactly what you need to be doing. I I I just really believe um, that we can't make a collective change on the level of the collective. Like we can't change culture on the level of culture, even though we're all just like so thoroughly invested in trying to do that. That I think what cultural changes is when enough individuals wake up and join together and form communities, and then there can be an actual cultural change. And so I, yeah. I think you just like educating individuals, you know, spreading the word, putting value out there. And I say this too because I give myself this pep talk all the time of like, okay, it's like I can't. <laughs> I so badly want to change every, everything out there, especially right I now. <laughs> Where's the button? <laughs> I know, I know. And then I'm like, but what do I do today? I'm like, I'm going to record a podcast with Jay. And I'm going to like, put, I'm going to post that article I think is really helpful. And I'm going to like give my client like my full attention when we listen, to listen to to her when we speak. And, and like, I just think all of us feeling, you know, it could be really easy to feel like those efforts are not enough. But I, I think like you, we just each got to do what we, we can do right now. And, and like, it's really, I think it's so valuable. Oh well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, which is it's which is encouraging. Like whenever you know I meet you know folks like yourself that's you know in this in this mind frame, this world of you know trying to help our, our fellow human beings to like heal so that they can start doing their thing. Um, it just makes me uh, realize that I'm not alone in this. I'm not the crazy one. I'm not like the weird hippie dippy guy that's now you know trying to you know spew this. This message, and like there are other people out there that get it, that um, have this level of, of consciousness about about life. That there's bigger and better sort of things out there. That there's tremendous and other ways of, and modalities to heal the body. And everyone is kind of going through their own discovery about you know what's their access point. Like for me, like I discovered that my access point and the way that I can help folks is through food and healing. Right. So for others. It can be through acupuncture for others. It can be, you know, through healing energy for others. It can be through your programs with, like, self-care. You know, there's, there's different access points that people will be naturally attracted to um, that I always encourage people to, to, like, put out. If I'm too much out there for you or, you know, food isn't your thing, then, like, I highly encourage you to, like, explore other ways to, you know, heal your body to do whatever it is that, like, you want to do. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. And I have one more question for you. I, I, for a while I was asking this question to everyone and then I kind of forgot to ask, so I'm bringing it back again. Um, All right. the, this is a podcast around self-care. So I am curious, what, what does self-care mean to you? Mm. Um, so self-care um, for me is about, um, this is going to sound esoteric, but I'm sure your listeners are pretty used to it, um, is about con- continually finding what and who you are and standing in that place no matter what. And, um, and, and then supporting the, and then having the modalities and practices around you to make sure that um, that supports who you are. So for example, like for me, like I am a lot for a lot of people and I, and I will like work, outwork and outpace um, most, most of my life, and the majority of people that, that I meet are simply saying, like, slow down. And I used to listen to that until I realized, like, no, that's who I am. And when I, when I, when, when I meditate, when, when I journal, when I, I, whenever I cook, I, I use that as my, like, meditative sort of, like, therapy time for myself so like, I can really connect with food. Like, so, like when, like, when I cook, like, those are the times, when I meditate, like, those are the times when I slow down so that when I am talking, when I am, you know, putting out, you know, emails and making, like, new, new connections and I'm doing all these, like, great things in my life, that's who, I knew, that's who I know myself to be. And I continue to stay there. And I use um, self-care to support the, the energy level and the way that I need to show up on a regular basis so that I can continue to be who I know myself to be. I have goosebumps. It's so good. <laughs> and I think if we recorded that in a female voice, I'd be like, "That's me." I'm, that's exactly what I would say. Like, so somebody is the thing. Again, this is why we're like genius barriers. We're, we're meant to be in each other's lives. I, I just feel right. I feel that way too because I'm the same way. I have so much energy, and I I wake up every morning. Um, with um, as my human design uh, friend Jill, who was on the podcast last week, she said, "Like I wake up every morning with a full tank of gas, and it's like I need to use it somewhere." And yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. on the board of the, the, the homeless shelter where I've um, our homeless program where I've volunteered for the past few years. And I was talking to the executive director. She's like, "You just have a lot of." She's like, "Thank you." She's like, "You're a hard worker." I was like, "No, I just have a lot of energy." I was like, "Just thank you for like letting me put that into something I care about." <laughs> um, <laughs> But, what, but I, I feel the same way about self-care, that it's like self-care is not the point, but self-care is the thing that helps me to show up and to helps me to like mm-hmm. know, know, know when I'm giving too much of my energy to somebody who maybe doesn't need it, to know when to, you know, go a little bit more internal versus external, to know how to calm down <laughs> so I can go to sleep at night, like all of these things. And, um, but I, what I love and what you said is that like self-care is really like permission to be yourself and then permission to care for yourself within, within how you stand mm-hmm. and yes. your truth. Yes, yes, yes. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, like, and, then, and, and then I encourage folks, like, listen, it's not going to be, you know, the, the one thing that works for me is in, may not be the one thing that works for you. Now, now, you can use my life as, like, a model to see maybe I can try something on, but I always say, like, 
try it, try it on, you know, see, see how it works. Like go to the seminar, go to India, you know, like start to, you know, pay attention to your, your food. You know, what does journaling like feel like for you? You know, and if it's, if it's starting to, you know, click more, like, and these actions are actually helping you support to do the things that you always want to do anyway, then there's something there to, like, pay attention to. But at least, and as I started this call, like, at least be in discovery of, like, what that self-care methodology or, you know, habit that you can start doing in your life um, to have you shine wherever it is that you're looking to, to do. Um, sounds like our work here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot well, of work to do. We got a lot of work. We got a lot of work. Yeah, I don't I think re- it's ending anytime soon. And, 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 and if you're listening to this and you're sort of attracted to this message, you have a lot of work to do. So, you know, self-care yourself into, into mm-hmm. whatever passion that, that you're up to and, and that you're doing. Jay, can you um, help people get in touch with you and find out how they can work with you and how they can follow your work? Absolutely, absolutely. So um, everyone can uh, check out my website. So I'm local here in Washington, D.C. Uh, the name of the company is called Nourish. The name of the website is nourishingdc.com. And you can also find me um, on Instagram. It's nourish underscore living. And, of course, the podcast. Um, We're the only podcast that has a name, Listen to Your Mother. And you'll see a little uh, image of my mom and I, kind of cute on the photo. My my mom has a stethoscope, and I have these headphones, and I'm just, like, kind of rolling my eyes, and my mom's trying to, like, talk to me. So I thought that was pretty clever. It's really cute. It's really cute. So, yeah, so I would say those were the, uh, the uh, three things. My website, uh, nourishingdc.com, uh, Instagram, nourish underscore living, and then the podcast, Listen to Your Mother. Lovely. Well, everyone, I welcome you to follow Jay, stay in touch, and to sit with some of what came up on this call. I, I think what I'm taking away is really like um, what it means to like put the fuel in yourself that you can stand in your truth and like how to, how to look at food of what food is doing for me um, more than just taste, especially during this holiday season, and to like really get into the bigger picture of who I am as a way to make small choices around nutrition. And um, yeah. And, and as Jay said, we have a lot of work to do. So let's, let's yeah. make sure that we have the right feel to do it. So thank you so much, Jay. Thank you, Gracie. I really appreciate the, the uh, time and opportunity to be on your podcast. Yeah, it's, it's our pleasure. I'm going to speak for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Take care. Take care of yourselves and have a great holiday season. I'll be back soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>